Welcome. It's so good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your day, out of your week to join us to do just that and to dive into God's word and hopefully to see what he has to say to us and hopefully be uplifted and encouraged and a little bit challenged by his words to us. You know, Matthew's familiar around Christmas time, Matthew's familiar story about the Magi or the wise men, as we often call them, is, is certainly one of our favorites around this time. And we talk about other things, you know, along with the Christmas story, but the, the wise men or the magi are, are right along with that. And, you know, these mysterious travelers from an exotic and faraway country journey to 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 go find, they follow this star to go find the baby Jesus and to worship him. And they give him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And, and those gifts add to, you know, you add a little bit of a dash of color and beauty and excitement to uh, to to the story of of mangers and and shepherds and the like and 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 listen there I mean it's a, it's an awesome story uh, and while they are prominent figures in in pretty much every nativity scene that you're going to see around town or or wherever you are. Uh, they actually don't belong in the nativity scene uh, because they actually weren't there the night Jesus was born. Now, in some traditions, the wise men are said to have appeared 12 days after Jesus was born or uh, sometime around January 6th, which is the, the Feast of Epiphany. Uh, many people celebrate. Uh, I won't burden you with <laughs> variations on on that theme. Uh, but I will simply note that the, the 12 days of Christmas, if you notice, uh, or, or not if you notice, but to, to let you know, they're not about... Uh, calling birds and lords of leaping and maids dancing or whatever all the, the iterations of the uh, different days are. Uh, but really, they're about extending the celebration of Christmas. That's that's a lot of what's at the heart of that song. Although, based on uh, Matthew's chronology and, and Herod's order for uh, boys two years and younger, uh, two years old and younger, to be uh, to be killed, uh, perhaps the Magi or wise men arrived uh, as much as two years later, somewhere around that. I, we don't know exactly. All we really know is that the Magi were not there on the night Jesus was born. And from an historically accurate point, they don't really belong, as I said, in our nativity scenes, although I certainly don't have a problem at all, at all with them being there. They add to, uh, to the story and are certainly part of the story. But the lack of information invites speculation to fill in the gaps, right? And so because of gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, you know, because those gifts are mentioned, three gifts, right? Tradition arose that three gifts must mean three wise men, no more, no less, which does make a certain amount of, of sense, but the flaw in the reasoning is, is obvious, right? And just because you have three gifts doesn't mean you have three wise men. Again, it does make sense, but it doesn't have to be three wise men. It could have been one wise man who brought, uh, or two, you know, that, that brought um, all three gifts, or it could have been multiple more, and, and they just had three gifts to, to bring him. Um, at any rate, <clears throat> tradition has even gone as far as, it's talking about adding on some of those things and filling in the gaps, tradition has even gone as far as to give the wise men names. Uh, Melchior, Casper, and Balthazar, you can read about if you if you want to, we, we find those names, and hey, those could be right or wrong, I, I don't know, but as long as we're talking about uh, tradition, let me tell you a little uh, interesting story, and really a neat story, actually, uh, when you read it, uh, by a guy named uh, Henry Van Dyke, titled The Story of the Other wise man. So three wise men. This is the story of the other wise man. So Van Dyke was born in 1952 and he was educated at Princeton University and Princeton Theological Seminary. Uh, he was a noted uh, educator, author, and minister, and actually wrote uh, the lyrics to a song that we often sing, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. 
But in the story of the other wise men, Van Dyke tells about this man named Artaban, who uh, is this fictional magus who saw the star, and he, uh, went, upon seeing the star, sold his house, sold his possessions, and he bought three precious jewels. He brought a, uh, bought a sapphire, a ruby, and a pearl to present to, uh, to go and, and present to Jesus, the newborn king. And of course, friends discouraged his quest, but Artaban listened to his oldest and best friend and set out to join the other three wise men who followed the star. And along the way, he came upon a dying stranger and, and spent several hours ministering to him and reviving him. Uh, but the delay made him uh, or made his rendezvous with the other wise men uh, it made him miss it, right? And so he had to go on. They went on without him. And so he had to try and catch up. And so he needed a train of camels to cross the treacherous desert. And so Artaban bought them with uh, the second of his jewels, the, the sapphire. And so then upon arriving in Jerusalem with his, his ruby and his pearl to give to the king, he discovered that the wise men, or sorry, the sapphire was the first of them, um, and uh, so upon arriving in Bethlehem with his ruby and his pearl to give to the king, he, he discovered that the other wise men had already come and gone, and that Joseph had now taken, as we read in the scriptures, uh, Mary and Jesus to Egypt. Well, when the soldiers stormed through the town, uh, you know, killing, for lack of better words, killing all the babies, Artaban used his ruby, uh, this time his second one, uh, to bribe the captain to spare the baby of the woman who befriended him. So after 33 years, as the story goes on, after 33 years of searching for the king and ministering to prisoners and the hungry and the sick and the poor along the way, Artaban made his way back to Jerusalem at the time of Passover, which was when Jesus was crucified, and joining the crowd, making its way to Golgotha, which is the place where Jesus crucified, and again, 33 years later, would, would add up to the time frame. Uh, this time, Artaban used his pearl, his only remaining treasure, to purchase the freedom for a young girl who was sold into slavery. And so following the star leads us, as it led Artaban, to the cross. And so the story continues, thinking he had failed, uh, Van Dyke writes, a, a, rad a calm radiance of wonder and joy lighted the pale face of Artaban. Like the first ray of dawn on a snowy mountain peak, one long last breath <clears throat> of relief exhaled, exhaled gently from his lips, but not before he heard the soft voice of Jesus saying, as Matthew records in Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me also. It really is a, a neat and powerful story. And I think it reminds us that when we have nothing left to give, and certainly Christmas is going to be over, right? And we give a whole lot of gifts. But after that, what then? And when we have nothing left to give, God truly gives us everything that truly matters. May we remember that this Christmas, and we may we remember that Christmas ends in many ways where it begins, with God giving us his most precious gift and jewel, and that of Jesus. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.